Welcome along to the Wise Wednesday podcast where we have another win to talk about. It was never in doubt something we're going to turn this round and we're always going to relax. Although there will still be the old twist and turns I reckon before the end of the season. 13 games to go. Um, joining myself and Gareth Barker tonight to discuss the win against Bristol Rovers is Rory Fallow. Good evening. Glad to have you back. Yeah, I know it's not as not as been less frequent as it has been, especially with the, all the reaction pods we've had not, to do recently. Not as been less frequent. That was awful, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Start the whole podcast again. <laughs> and with all the reaction pods and everything, it's, uh, I've been consistent, getting minutes under my belt, and complete 90 minutes soon, hopefully, etc. And possibly the best one-liner I've ever heard in the history of the Wiseman say a podcast from you on the reaction show, when you've got a player like Eda McGeady who can just ping it in the top corner, you can stick your XG bollock up your bollocks. Exactly what you said. I so. just thought it was more appropriate with uh, the Irish connection with Aidan McGeady. To well, go what for. about your dad came up with a good one as well? I know, he's he? been getting loads of praise. He was yeah, the star yeah. of the reaction yeah, pod with his was, analysis yeah. of uh, yeah. the Memorial Stadium. His the, correct uh, analysis of yeah, the Memorial Stadium. Yeah, he said the chairman's never been to a, um, never been to a stadium. Mm. A, a stadium car, car, car boot sale and, and just gone, I'll have that part of a race course ground, that part of a football ground, that part of a flower show. Because their ground has lots of different little mini stadiums all in, mashed into one yeah, with yeah. a look. Aesthetically, <coughs> talking anyway, isn't it? It's a bit of a weird one. I'll be back down there a week on Tuesday. <laughs> well, North Allerton have got um, our uh, seats in from Roker Park, haven't they? Apparently so. There were some photos on the on the internet the yeah. other day that oh. took some photos. The redder than the, the seats that were replaced in the stadium light. So um, maybe they did something a bit better back in the day to compare to modern production techniques. Also, he's a, a weird thing. That's completely unrelated to something, but to do with stadiums. Once, it's because Richard used to work. Richard Easter Egg, as he's known um, within the Wise Men Save Fraternity, uh, used to work as a journalist for Worksop Town, and the uh, the um, chairman had this idea that he was going to buy the new stand at Feetham's. So obviously, when Darlington moved stadiums, they built they recently built a big new stand, it's a nine thousand seat stand. Or something. He had this idea that he was gonna like transport it down like the A one or the to works off. Like and when Americans like move yeah. old houses. It was a real a real idea. He was thinking about like buying basically the the stand. stand and then moving it to works off. I don't think they'd need nine thousand seats um, at at Sandy Lane where works off play. So, but you know, it was a you know pipe dreams. It was almost like the. Out of um, Darlington's ridiculous idea of moving to a twenty-five thousand city stadium, another egg was hatched in, 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 in another idiotic idea to have an eleven thousand seat works up town stadium. I think it was probably the era where people were getting just above themselves because all these <laughs> brand new stadiums started popping up. And can you imagine the Darlington ones? Ridiculous, wasn't mm. it? George Reynolds obviously looked at the stadium of light and thought, I mean, Darlington probably getting like two and a half thousand through the gate of Feedums and he's like, I oh, know, we'll be able to times that by well, ten. Ignore the size of the town, yeah. the local economy, all those kinds of were getting, things. They were probably getting more than that. The, at the at Feedums sure. and then move when they moved it dropped, didn't it? Yeah, George I think George wanted to get some uh, concerts in and extra and but the but the council refused, so that yeah. was it. That was the end of that pipe dream and obviously that all went he gave up that, from there. That's the voice of Lee Howie, you, yeah, you can hear. Former Sunderland strike. Well, I was going to do that next, but then he's came in anyway. Right, so we George we Reynolds was mentioned it. before Lee was introduced. Yeah. <laughs> and, and can we just put... And I'm not a safe break, yeah. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> to we, put the boot in further on rugby, can we say that rug, uh, Darlington Rugby Club now own that, that stadium and play there? And then Darlington have to negotiate with them if they want to play in Does it. that put the boot in on rugby? 
Um, yeah, I'm just because <laughs> it's about to bore all the rugby dates yeah. you made on the reaction pod yeah. to give full context to that. Yeah, I'm just going to just don't like rugby. Can I just put that out there? <laughs> Here's a question for you, Lee. Do you prefer former Sunderland striker Lee Howie or former Sunderland defender Lee Howie? Oh, uh, when I look back, obviously the times scoring goals is one of the best things I think you can you can do for as, as a as a Sunderland supporter. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. But I think I made probably uh, a better fist of it as a centre half. I think I was more consistent as a centre half than I was as a higher striker. level as well. Yeah, in a higher level. So I, th- I, th- I think looking back, as a scoring goals was just the highlight of what I ever did. But I think if I was, you know, being really, really dogmatic about it, I, w- I would probably. Say so, where, so in in twenty years. You're on a pub and you you're boring somebody at the end of the bar. Do you say <laughs> twenty say, years? You, <laughs> that's good. It's twenty. It's twenty four five years since I played. Do you say I used to play up front for Sunderland May or I played centre half for Sunderland May? Uh, <laughs> no, I just these say, are the, see, these I don't are know. Cutting, I the cutting questions you you having to you having <laughs> to think and dig deeper here to answer I'll, this. I generally don't say I used to play for Sutherland I would be but, I would uh, be. but uh, <laughs> if, somebody, if somebody he's got a t-shirt that says it on he's not tell anybody <laughs> but uh, if somebody either recognises or it gets into the conversation she's the player and then he's as to say you must have been a centre forward or centre half because you know when you're six foot three and you've got a fierce <laughs> like mine you've, you've either played at one of them positions right okay well we've got a window to talk about uh, again. another one yeah, yeah I, I want to ask you Lee because uh, we you, men- you mentioned on on Twitter a couple of weeks ago we, we made this book one, didn't we? And this was off yeah. the back of those draws. Yeah. And I think you wanted to air something then. It might have changed now. We've won a couple of games. But what were your, what were your thoughts leading up in, into the into the recent wins with the way Sunderland couldn't get the, the job done? Yeah, I think, like everybody else that was at the Stadium of Light and watched it, it, it was highly frustrating. I think uh, we just, the formation just didn't quite work. I think we, were look, we looked nervous uh, very much at the back. Which and then we were leaving Will Grigg completely isolated. There was there was just there just seemed no, I don't know, rhythm of play, pattern of play. We just we just seemed to have lost our way. And then it wasn't until maybe uh, Maguire got in, a, came on against uh, Accrington that it seemed to click again. And I think we moved away from that formation where Maguire was in early in the season. And you know, I was a, a very much a, a positive advocate of of Maguire when people were putting him down. And ever since he's either lost form or stuff that we've seemed to have lost our way and he came back in in Accrington and we could just see a bit of a difference uh, and then after the uh, the Gillian game I did have a word with uh, Lee Catamore afterwards I, I got a chance to have a chat and he was very very confident that we, we would we would turn things around after that and hey lo and behold mm-hmm. put in a really good performance against Blitzer Rovers How much of the upturn is down to him coming back into the side? I think a lot I think I watched uh, Grant as well, better trying to organise stuff over the last few days. He's trying to pull the younger lads in and trying to have a chat and, and, and that experience and that just being able to hold and let the rest get on with it. But I I, I think they just that they, they just need settling down. I think to the two young centre halves there. I mean they, they are young and then and then I think that maybe a little bit of the uh, the magnitude of what's happening. You know the huge crowds and we're expecting to go up. I think that might be affecting them. Uh, but having Catamol and, and, uh, and Grant, Grant in front of them, I think, is, will, will settle them. The only problem for my ad was, was that connection between our forward, which was Grigg at the time, and, and the midfield was massive. But I think, obviously, they've, they've seen it resolved over the last couple of games with, uh, with somebody playing in that number 10 role and getting closer. Do you think, though, that Grigg's improved us, um, our, our play overall, in the way he's 
offered himself as a forward, very different kind of player to Madger. Um, whereas kind of Madger's more wit to the penalty area, one touch yeah. around the box, get a shot away. Grigg seems a lot more willing to do a lot of the dirty work. Um, I don't, I don't know what you as a, as a yeah, centre forward yourself. Yeah, he's a bit of more of an all-round centre yeah. forward. You can do either. You can play up front by himself. He's a bit of a goal scorer. He works hard. He, he runs the channels. He'll drop the feet. You're getting, you're getting the whole lot out of him. The only problem was, and I was just saying, is when when you're up with striker, and I think that's why sometimes I. I, I I feel sorry sometimes for Charlie White when he was playing, when he was getting the ball. The isolation he was having and trying to be able to hold it around three players is difficult. I mean, and, and Will Grigg found that difficult as well. He's do you, not, do you not think, though, that with White at the same time, maybe that Grigg's not finding himself in those situations as frequently is because Grigg isn't putting himself in the situation where that happens? Do you know what I mean? Like the game was very stretched for White's chances at the end, though. Yeah, he felt a bit sorry for Grigg that Grigg had done so much hard work yeah. and then didn't really get the, the benefits of them having to push on more and tiredness. And obviously, we renewed a bit of freshness with Lewis Morgan coming on as well. Money. I thought his best showing. Um, yeah. I thought he looked good in his debut, but yeah. he'd gone off the boil since then. Um, I think he actually benefited from a lot of Watmore's work as mm. well. That he'd been wearing down the defence, and then he's came on and been able to carry that on with a bit of freshness. I guess with Grigg, it was. He hadn't played for what about nearing a month before he came came to us. Probably so a bit longer, I think. The the amount of games he's played recently probably did take a bit of a toll on him. But you look at the chances that Charlie White had. If for Grigg, you'd be thinking at least two goals out of those three, especially well, the, but when the he, one when he went around White. the keeper against uh, Blackpool, you'd think he'd score <laughs> well, that one. So a couple of uh, well, a couple of Grigg. things on that. I want to speak about both players. Um, firstly, Grigg. Uh, I think our shape looks complete with him now, the way he plays. Where even when Madge was playing, he was scoring. I'm not going to start like rewriting history. You know, Madge was brilliant for us. Um, but he would generally get one chance or get half a yard in the box and then and be able to finish. Where I was, Do you know what I mean? He, at the tip of our shape, it looks right now yeah. with Grigg. And he's makes, doing he makes well right there. runs. The team looks set up correctly behind him. Doing well to win set pieces as well. And that, over the last few games, has become a massive part of our play. I know they gifted us the corner for the goal, but... He was doing that throughout the afternoon and running the channels unlike Madger did. Um, and he's also a danger of getting on the end mm. of those set pieces as well, which he did for, for all nine's goal. And the, the goals will come for him, Lee, won't they? I, th- I think the difference is where we, we'll get a game, we'll get on to Wigan a little bit, but we've had many players here, centre-forwards who have come over the years, they've looked all right, mm. and then the goal hasn't gone in for them. And you can see you're playing on the mind and the the trying maybe too hard. With, you just don't get the impression that's going to happen. I mean, he's already scored, but you yeah. don't get the impression with Grigg that's going to happen because the way he plays, he will get chances and he will instinctively finish some of those. Well, I guess if I put myself in uh, Will Grigg's shoes, he's tried and tested in League One, scores goals, scored over 20 goals in a couple of seasons. He knows it. He, he will know and have the belief that, you know, right enough, I'll, I'll be getting chances here for Sunderland and generally I'll stick one in. And once I get one or two, and as Tigers do, they go on purple patches and you'll... And I'm hoping, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, that that purple patch obviously well, coincides yeah. with, a, with a run towards the end of the season. I did look at, before he signed, um, and he is streaky. Um, so if you look statistically... Hopefully red and white streaky. Yeah, he, he'll, have, um, he'll have a spell where he doesn't score in six or seven, and then he'll score a lot of big batch of goals. That's, he'll that's score like strikers. a brace, that's a ring, you know, he'll, and he'll have a little run, and then he'll go off the boil. Um but really, he's worth 
he's worth in in his general play he's worth a start it's not like a case of he's doing poorly and he's missing chances um you know he didn't really have a chance at the at the weekend did he um he might have said at the end he'd have fancied him with his confidence up especially to finish that the third i mean to be fair the the two chances that the first two chances that white missed Morgan's fired the first one right into his body and he actually did all right to, to divert it towards goal. He there's, was a bit there's unlucky. Only, yeah. There's only one of yeah, those that's a sitter. The one, he was with, outside the width of the post with the second one, which is difficult to finish it to get it, you know, unless he lets it run across himself and glances off his left foot, which is like an English. Really but he's, like, he's not, you know, messy, so he's not expecting to do that. And then, obviously, the the final one, if you give him that 100 times, when he's been when he scored five six goals in his last fifteen games, he scores. If you give him it, the moment he probably misses half of them. It's like it, you know, it's, it's a massive confidence issue for White. I mean, his general play hasn't been good. Like when you compare it to Griggs, but it just he has feels... looked better off the bench, though. Yeah, he well. has looked and, better. And off obviously the bench. not on not on Saturday, but at least he was. I guess well, getting in those getting areas. Areas, yeah. Areas, yeah. yeah. He, but he has looked more the way we're playing. He does look more useful in those instances and that's if you're a team going for promotion it's the cliche that everyone needs to play their part and at the minute I think that's that's the case for Wyke he's to come on in those moments when if we're holding on by a goal just to try and hold it up a bit or nick that second goal be a bit of a battering ram um, but he's not right to start for us because of like I say the way we're playing at the moment I think at at the same time remember I don't know if he's injured at the moment but we've got we signed Sterling from from uh, Tottenham on loan, who's made one appearance. Where's you know, he gone? <laughs> he did travel. You know, yeah, so, <laughs> so you wonder if it was. But you would argue, you know, if Sterling gets in that situation, you'd probably fancy him to, to score, you know, to, to finish something, an open goal from 12 yards out. You'd fancy, you know, I'd fancy myself to score that. So Not easy. Well, you would, though, wouldn't you? The ball, like, you know, you would fancy <laughs> yourself to score. And that's, if somebody said to you, you got one chance to score a league goal in your life. You'd want somebody to roll the ball to, you to an open goal, wouldn't you? It's like <laughs> ten yards out from goal, so mm. you'd, he he might be saying, "Well, maybe that maybe they'll get to the stage where they decide they're gonna, you know, say to Charlie like we're gonna have to put Sterling on the bench and give him a chance." But there's two the two different players, and that's that's the whole thing. But if you're only going to carry one striker on the bench. Yeah, but it's a way they play. I think sometimes you can always put. I mean, what more's got pace? I mean, you can always change it. And I think sometimes the way we're playing at the minute, I think the long ball out, especially when we're, we're trying to. Hit, you know, I think the target man's there to, to be able to get us out if we weren't ready. But he's, not, pressure. but he's not holding it, is he? He's, he's he might look like a target yeah. man, but Grig holds it better than him, and he's yeah. you know four, five, six inches shorter, and he's nowhere near as wide. No, you know? I agree that the, 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 the lad's really, really struggling on confidence. I think he came into the team when we weren't playing that well. And I think that's really, really affected him. And well, actually, our dip in form probably coincides with his <laughs> him coming back into the team, doesn't it? I mean, I'm, well, not, I'm, probably, not, I'm not blaming him. But that's the kind of thing you, you, you probably question yourself, though. I mean, on that, and, and your opinion on this specifically, Lee, because when we, we put out on, on Twitter, do, do, do people have questions for Lee Howie? 80% of them. A Charlie White related, and they're saying, um, you know, uh, Matthew Jack or along many is he lacking ability or confidence or both? John Oliver's asking what you what advice you would give to him if you were in that situation or if you have you been in that situation? Loads of times. I mean, that lack of confidence sometimes, and when you feel as though nothing's going right for you, it's it's, it's a tough place to be. But eventually, you just try to work hard, and, and 
I guess like what you're saying, Will Griggs not certain the moment, but he's working hard. And that's why you kind of you think, right, it'll come right for him. And I think when, once you go under a little bit, then it becomes difficult. And I think sometimes then the crowd gets on your back. And it, as I say, it's, it's a difficult place to be. However, you just got to keep going and keep working hard. And eventually, one will just land on the top of his head and go in. And then, then the things can, can turn around very, very quickly. For players like White, from your experience, that he does have an... Looking at someone like Aidan McGeady in the side, who's playing so well, who's creating so much, does that help your confidence at all? Or does that not really come into your thinking, thinking, you know, he's going to create something for us or he's going to open up space for us? Does having someone that good when you're going through patches like this give you a bit of a, a bit, lift? Anything. anything. The turn in, I would turn in form. Will will give him a lift because she's thinking I will get more chances or there will there might be just something where as I say McGeady or something has a shot and it just bobbles off the goalkeeper and he can tap it in. You just got to keep going and that's the thing you've just got to keep your head down really and just say right I'm turning up and again it might be just sub appearances and that might be doing good because I remember sometimes when I come if I was just coming off for ten or fifteen minutes I can just let go you just say mm-hmm. right I'm just going to give it everything I've got for ten fifteen minutes throw myself around you know knock a few people over and. Yeah, and on, and then eventually, sometimes things can change. Right, and then after because after ten minutes, if you come on as a sub with ten minutes left and you haven't scored, people aren't judging you as much. They're not, you're not, they're not leaving the field and thinking, "Well, he didn't score again." Are you? Yeah. That's a difference, isn't it? Yeah, and they can get away with because they just say, "Oh, well, he made a difference when he come on." You know, mm. he knocked a few over. You know, we look, he, he looked strong. He looked big. You know, he, he scared a few. But and, but I've said that. I, I don't think Charlie White's quite. As as, as as brutal as, as some centre forwards <laughs> I, could, I could mention, but he was, but he's a bit more mobile and uh, yeah, he's done it in the league. He mm-hmm. has done it in the league. He's just, well, just needs a, a little bit more confidence. This is a thing because listening to the uh, D three D four podcast, which is a very good podcast by the way, and they, they go over all um, League One and League Two games, and they were speaking yesterday, and they, they're really really surprised that he's struggling, and, they, and they, to the point where, and you've got to bear in mind these lads watch this division every season, yeah. and we're just focusing on it this season, and they are saying they are genuinely shocked he's struggling, and they are saying that we're Sunderland to offer him up for transfer, or to say yeah we're going to give him away, mm. bar on the top two, they think every other side in the division would take him, mm. and you know that, that gives you hope he could turn it around. If you if you ever. Can you think of an example or tell us an example when you've been in that situation? How long did it take you to score for Sunderland again? I mean, I've read your book it was, a couple it wasn't of times. That long, was it? No, no, that's the, why I'm asking. The first, first home oh, league debut. Birmingham so City. Birmingham City. Uh, Charlie White scored in his first say, home yeah. game, to be fair. I was going to say why his goal was better than Charlie White. <laughs> he was a lovely little bender in the top yeah. corner, wasn't yeah. it? Left and then I scored on my debut for Burnley, and then that went seriously <laughs> downhill very, very quickly. So, yeah, it's happened. You know, At times I was put up, sent off, and then sent it forward, and the Burnley fans disliked the manager's choice who was Chris Waddle at the time and mm. and that was it was pretty tough playing that every time I touched the ball but you just got to keep going eventually you know you just you just got to keep it, it is it is tough like you've got to have really really thick skin I'm telling you that and now. well and, and, and also we talk about us as fans uh, and fortunately we're doing all okay this season but previously when we've been in the Premier League and we're struggling and we're losing every week and that it hangs over you all week. So you're in work and you, you, your day-to-day duties are affected by this just lingering over you and hanging over you. And I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be the same for him at the minute. He's going to be thinking about this all the time, isn't he? Yeah, but again, it's it's your teammates and it's the, the, the coaching staff. It's just you know, working every day trying to make things better. And and it does, it does, it will change. I think that's that's the, that's what he's got to think. That Again, we're talking about Will Grigg, we're talking about Charlie Wyke. Charlie Wyke in this division is a good player. And he has to believe that it will change. And if he does that, it probably will. Well, you, need, if, you know, as it stands, Griggs play much better than him. 
and he's you know Griggs signed you know for for more money than a lot of the players we've signed you know when we've been in, in recent times in the Premier League aside from the odd few um, so he's going to be the main man isn't he? and you, you'd think he's only going to really get back in consistently starting if Will Grigg gets injured um, you know if we go up this season I doubt we'll be seeing Charlie White in a Sunderland shirt in the Championship because he hasn't done it in, in League One I think it'll just be one of them where they paid a fee for him though they're not just going to give him no no I don't know and I think they would, I think they would if they wanted to sell him and move him on they could do it but you know it would just be, I think people would just be one of them where well what about if he gets kind of, look what about at, if he gets well, look five at someone like look at, some, well, look at like look at Brett Angel remember Brett Angel brought him in from uh, Liverpool wasn't he was it uh, Everton Everton, Everton I was chuffed when we signed him brought him in from Everton I wasn't <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I bet you weren't too worried after three or four games or anything. Actually, no, no, I'll get back in. I'll be in soon. Um, but then you know he um, went to Stockport and in the same league. Well, he's proven in the championship. In that well, that's why I was tough when we signed him yeah. because he was proven. He's, went, he's scored loads of goals. And in, yeah. in, in, for Stockport, I think he scored over twenty goals. Stat for you if you want it. The first hat trick at the Stadium of Light was scored by Niall Quinn against Stockport in the four-one victory. And Brett Angel scored the the goal for um, for Stockport, and they, they, that was the season I think they got to the the League Cup semi final I think and played Middlesbrough in the League Cup semi final. I think they had Alan Armstrong as well, who mm. the mag, who's I think he's a um, manager of Blackburn or something yeah. now. Um, but I it's play for, uh, play for Borough. But it, it, it's funny how it it's funny how it goes, isn't it? And well, Maguire had the same thing at Bury last yeah. season. He's been brilliant yeah, for absolutely. us. He was really they hate him. poor, but yeah, exactly. Like, and they were relegated, but before that at Oxford, he was excellent. Yeah. It, it, just sometimes you don't fit, and that can be managers as, as well as players. I mean, probably Pardew at Newcastle. That's a good example. Got them to fifth, but they all pretty much hate him yeah. because he, he's not like. Well, Benitez won the. Um, the European Cup, didn't he? With well, the the UEFA Cup, sorry, with uh, Chelsea. Chelsea and yeah, yeah. absolutely exactly. hating them. You know the one. You know, it, it's 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 just a strange thing, isn't it? You know, we've all got these deep lying sort of prejudices on uncertain people, or you just try to make Lee feel better about Burnley, aren't you? Yeah. No, no, not at all. <laughs> you couldn't make me feel better about Burnley. <laughs> I think this has come from a place where we are one of a, we're rooting for him to do well. I think we the incident with Sinclair, I mean, firstly, Sinclair wasn't our player, so you don't care as much. Um, but the fact we're speaking about it so much and we're not just writing them off, you know, it, it's coming from a good place. As we do we do want something to go in from and, and hopefully it does. Because we've seen it with other players. I mean, Luke O'Nine's probably quite a good example who really struggled when he first came here and couldn't get in the side and, you know, had that really tough debut against Charlton and on Saturday it was, what, his sixth, fifth M- goal maybe, of the season? Maybe. Sc- by the way, he scored three goals from exact, pretty much the well, same. Before yeah. O'Nine, then maybe, he's a thought, Craig Clark hasn't publicly slagged White off enough. Because normally when he right, does okay. that, normally when well, he does got, that, he's got the, play, his, uh, the player Twitter. will the player will turn round, <laughs> turn the form round. Yeah. Like when he said, "Oh, nine would like never ever." He did Maguire as well. He, he did hit Maguire, Craig. Yeah, exactly. he was right about Will Buckley though. <laughs> to be fair. How long ago was that? That was like five years ago, yeah, nearly. Yeah, he was right about Buckley. Yeah. Clinging yeah. on to yeah. Will Buckley. No, you're yeah. scrambling. Yeah. You're scrambling going back there. So maybe Craig sets his Twitter account up, slags White off, and says he will categorically never make it for Sunderland. He'll probably turn his form around. How about that for an idea? Right, Luke 09, go on. I was just saying it's interesting how he scored three of his goals from that pretty much that same area, like that right part of the six yard box coming in from right back. Um, he knows how to sniff chances yeah. out, doesn't he? Um, and maybe that's, you know, 
it's a funny one because Matthews isn't bad at all and he's been playing pretty well and then he, he goes out the team because as I've always stated on this he's always got an injury round the corner he always seems to never you know be able to put a consistent run of games together and he gets a like niggly injury yeah. you know never a long term one it's always like a, a knock or a calf or whatever you know so he's he's um, you know come in and done really well and then obviously added you yeah. know goals from right I mean Matthew's got one this season again from a very similar position where he came around the back and, and headed in um, it was against Bristol, Bristol yeah. Was, yeah so it's obviously something that they're working on in terms of the shape from from certain situations where the the, the right back needs to be in that area to it was interesting watching, which is a positive thing from watching a, from, from an organizational perspective isn't it from the away end on on Saturday in the first half all nine was pushed quite high up when they were playing long balls down in the channels diagonals and I was thinking quite a few times like Flanagan's having to pull out wide here Flanagan's having to pull out again and then you do just kind of realize well he's obviously given that freedom isn't he to be out of there and obviously like if he's there James is tucked a bit further back and it means Ledbetter or Catamore can drop in and Flanagan's fine to come out and deal with that and he's far from perfect as a right back but it's really hard to like dislike to, to, to dislike him yeah to yeah. criticise him because the things he does well and he's so enthusiastic and he throws himself into so many challenges I, I, I actually think that recently the last what, six, seven games I think he's been the heartbeat of the team I mean like literally just as you say he's thrown himself yeah. in he's been a 7, 8 out of 10 yeah. virtually at that, all them games picked up a few goals a couple of assists and, and, it's such, in and it's such as that you see the stuff that he's doing on social media around the thing you know the, the laughing they're carrying on you want, that, you want people like that do well yeah and you yeah. just you can just see that he just seems to be the heartbeat within the dressing room as well so and that's the characters you need so for me I think the the change in form that we've had recently as well is, is, is quite a lot down to yeah, the whole team but I think McGeady's and uh, Home Nine's form has been excellent I mean, he's a bit of a late bloomer isn't he because he you know, he was at Wellston, wasn't he, I think, before he went to Wickham. Um, and he's, what, 20? He's, he's not like 19, 20, is he? Sort yeah, of early 20s. 25, yeah. You know, it would be a nice story. And you do see it with teams who come through the divisions and, mm. you know, hopefully we'll be going back up through the divisions eventually. Wouldn't it be nice if someone like and who joined and improved gradually over that time and managed to keep his place in the team, got to play in the Premier League for Sunderland one day and... Contributed in some fashion because it's a you know somebody who comes he's probably dreaming about you know packing up his car going up to Sunderland an unbelievable opportunity starting badly and then working his way back in and it would be really nice to see a player like that get their opportunity over time work hard for it get it and then and take it and I'm not saying that he's going to be I think I know some people we've had discussions in the like between ourselves about people saying technically. Some people say that they don't think he's accurate. I think he's pretty decent technically. I think he's got a decent yeah, yeah. touch. You know, if you've got a decent touch, you know, you, you've got a chance to to get better and improve under. And it's about coaching in it with with people like that. You're telling me that Luke O'Nine's not as good as a footballer as Dean Whitehead. Like, I I I would say he's not a, he's not as bad. He's not far off being a similar standard of player. Mm. He's just a player that seems to be just enjoying his football, which is and and 
for me, he's, he has been an absolute joy to watch because out of all the things where we were going through this period where it wasn't great, 09 was still, still keeping this form. That was the, the, I mean, we were, obviously, as you say, I work on the Monty Lounge and you're getting the man of the match and he was virtually getting it all the time. I mean, it's just like he was always in with a shout of getting the man of the match award because he was that consistent. And the, I suppose the temptation to move into midfields kind of moving away more now as well yeah, because you wouldn't there. want to dis, displace him yeah. from right back. It doesn't look like it's going to happen because he would have done it before now, I think. He, we, we've been, haven't been playing as well as this where we've been crying out for midfield yeah. and get on the end of things. And if Ross wasn't going to do it then, it doesn't look like he's going to do Griggs it. Greg's not isolating himself. So you, mm. and I, an all nine played for Wickham and was sort of like would, his game was getting on the end of things there and winning second balls. But. He's obviously not going to displace Catamola Ledbetter and Ross, and I agree with him, he, he, he clearly really loves George yeah. Honeyman because of, because of what he offers you off the ball and his energy and, and his just general influence on the team. It would take a bit of an injury crisis really to bring him in there well, now. Yeah. Um, Tommy Montgomery's asking this question on Twitter just while what, before we move away from the from the question. That's why I'm, I'm barging in there. Because um, he wants to know what our, first, our best centre-back partnership is first, but... He's making the point that saying, if we sign Luke O'Neill as a right back, then would people would generally be, would people generally be happy with that? Because his argument is because we know he's a midfielder, but uh, I think he's asking, you know, does, does he look like? Does he look like? Could you see him as a full like? You know, plenty of people have changed as yourself, Lee. So, plenty yeah, of, yeah, yeah, plenty of people have changed positions after the start. Yeah, I'm sure Luke O'Neill doesn't care either, as long as he's in the, the team and he's playing well and he's and he's and he. Uh, and if he's playing well and he's and he stays in the team, as Sunderland fans, I couldn't care if he was a centre forward playing playing in goal. It doesn't really matter. Sorry, I'm just looking at some tweets. Yeah. Just but, on, but, on but 09, really, really quickly, just one thing from Saturday. I was stood next to a bloke who just before that corner came in, he was like, "Oh, we've not never score off corners, do we?" And I went, <laughs> "What about yeah, yeah. what about the the, 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 the two on the, the two on Tuesday and yeah. like the the Blackpool game?" He's we like, "Scored four goals from corners before." That's what I, like I said to him, and he's like, "Oh, I, I laughed," and then like. <laughs> like I know it was like a bit of a short routine, put that in. It was like there's another one off corners as well. Was a collect? Was there a collective um, short corner groan when they took the short corner? No, because no, where because of where the away end was, there was was actually quite well from where I was. It was quite difficult to see that see, corner anyway. Yeah. So any would, corner's better than the one that we took the other week, where we just stood oh, on the wrong yeah. end of the whip. What do we call <laughs> that? The love train. Um, the no, fumble on the metro. The fumble on the metro. That was great. That wasn't it. Credit there. Was it Richard? What was that? I don't know. Was kind of half thing and half in. Look at him, half me. Quinn and Phillips partnership. I said something about the uh, Metro in the dark, and then he went a fumble. I don't know. It evolved from there. I'm definitely taking some credit. For that. <laughs> um, before we look at people's tweets and stuff like that, just kind <coughs> of from the game, um, other performances. I mean, it's a, probably the first game where you wouldn't need a praise. McLaughlin in goal because he didn't really now do didn't really have to do anything, which is the dream going away from home, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, again, we, we just you just touched on that the central partnership, but it's it seems to have it's everybody. I suppose it's Baldwin or Flanagan withdone by the by the, by the looks of things. That's the the change. I haven't been totally convinced with Dunn. I must admit, and you know, as I say, we had this time with the, the three home games where we looked very, very nervous at the back and kicking it up in the air and kicking it off each other and stuff like that. But, but again, I suppose the performances was uh, were far superior against uh, Bristol Rovers. I think the two of them worked well. They virtually caught with everything that they they did. So, again, are they are they growing in a partnership? Only time will tell, I guess. 
Yeah, it would be Flanagan and one other to stay yeah. on the side for me. I think he's our best centre half. He's but gone up a level. I think he's gone up a level, Flanagan. I, I really do. When you when you compare, we really missed him when he didn't play, and then when, as soon as he's come back in, he's very cool, isn't he? Yeah. And he's you know he he doesn't do anything daft. He doesn't get drawn into idiocy like some you know teams try and like you know try and get into like a an individual battle mm. and I think that's like from a concentration perspective you start focusing on you know not the game you start focusing on this personal battle with it's it there's no wrong with that yeah but <laughs> but then if you do that I just think sometimes you, you know that you've brought they've dragged you down they've dragged you down to their level and you know you should be saying yeah. I'm playing for something I'm, I'm, we're third in the league we're one of the best teams in the league you know, we're not being beaten at home. We've lost two games. I'm not going to get dragged down to, you know, some, you know, clogger who's playing for, you know, yeah, a bit of Bristol arrogance, Rovers a bit or something swagger. like that. You should. You, and you yeah. should say, I'm not going to come down at your level. You're going, to, you're going to have to beat us. You're going to have to beat us properly. Some of these players have come from this level, though. That's the thing. That's what. Mm. That's the point Ross keeps trying to make, yeah. isn't it? Where there's almost this massive expectation. And I think rightly so, with a club like Sunderland, we have to get promoted this year. And it's, not, it's not arrogant to say that. It's only the second time we've yeah. ever been down in our history. So it does need to happen, but it is worth bearing in mind. Oh, the is, majority of the players have, have come the, from this the, level. The centre-backs we've got are not exactly... Uh, I mean, Dunn's obviously a physical player, but, you know, the football and centre-halves, Baldwin and Flanagan, aren't they? They're not like... And Flanagan as well has been promoted with Burton, played at a slightly yeah, higher level the as well. Yeah. So he should have that mm. sort of, like I say, arrogance and swagger of what comes with playing at a side at the top end of the table. But I think two wins with now with that centre-half partnership and one of which being a pretty assured-looking clean sheet. And like you were saying earlier, Lee, I think it's the two in front of them are just such a common influence. Yeah. Their experience and their shielding. was absolutely outstanding. Just looks a total oh, there was a couple class of incidents, above, didn't he? There was a couple of incidents where he was under pressure on the ball and he just like... There was three of them. The first time there was three of them and he just went... Took them all out the reminded game. me of watching when we had Dwight York in midfield in the championship though mm, just someone yeah. who's just a bit more so, mobile than Dwight York well yeah quite um, but <laughs> just someone who, <laughs> someone who's just so aware of what's you know when you shout man on and you never need to actually worry about the player not being aware of that and knowing what to do in that situation but in terms of class above as well I don't think we've really spoken enough about Aidan McGeady and yeah. just as, as Chris Weatherspoon tweeted he's, he's his cheat code at this level and just a joy to watch isn't it just, just, these, this is one of the moments I said on the last week's podcast one of the moments where you just just enjoy it when you've got a player like this who's playing so well for you whatever level you're at this is what you're a football fan for well, sit they, back and enjoy I, it I, I, must say, I get frustrated you know, sat there not, not <laughs> that's because you're an ex-player like, not, not with, not with yeah. Aidan McGeady because he is trying to produce all the time and that is not easy, even in League One. And he and he goes and he gets the ball took off him and he tries it. But he will come up with a couple of assists or a good chance of, as you just said, he can actually stick one in the top corner. I mean, he's got that great quality. So we've got to give him license to go and try. You know, and he will fail. You know, maybe maybe five times out of ten, but then other five times he will create. There's a great photo that uh, Paul Swinney took of you know Mac. Really good, really, really, really good. That yeah, encapsulates the moment where he. Uh, Put the free kick in, and the, the, it's when the ball's hitting the net. And if you can see, if you if you go on his, I can't remember. I think it's his at light aperture. I think it's his Twitter yeah. handle. Get on there and look at that photo. It's the guy who does the Macam Dixon. Yes, yeah, I just said. Yeah, did you? I did say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was reading. The you, tweets. I didn't listen to something you said last <laughs> week, and now you've not listened to something I've said. So it's one all. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great photo. It's like I was looking at it going like, it's a shame. It's not like a really. 
important goal an important game because it would be a fantastic like print because it's such a great photo I thought that myself as well I thought I almost felt like I was like, I was like I'll print that off and yeah, like I was, bit for, I was like why would why have you got a picture ex- of Sunderland scoring against ex- Bristol no, you know what I thought exactly the same <laughs> I looked at that and I thought that would look great on the wall actually because it's brilliant and then I thought, it's just a shame it wasn't like in a derby game or something. Yeah, like no. Well, maybe, if, we, if we do yeah. get promoted, it does become an important yeah, goal. That, that, this game is could be like. Well, t- if you listen to Paul, why don't you commission it and then we'll give we can give one away on the Wise Men Say podcast? How's that, how's that sound? If mm. you're listening, so yeah. do that. But you don't need to give me permission. I'll just print one off. No, no, <laughs> yeah, just print one off and frame it. <laughs> I used to work in a printer, so they they would print it off professionally for us, and I'll just put in a frame. All right, we'll do. Me you never even know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what size are you? That's selling them out of the back of your car. A three. A three is a good size to put. He's in at the boot. He's at the booty on Sunday. Yeah, selling photos of it in McGeady McGeady special we've got on. It's one hundred and seventy quid. Put a fake signature in it as well. In McGeady. Well, you put me in the airport, didn't you? Best mates now. What was his crack? Um, well, we were leave sat- me alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like he he had the most crack, like cause just because heard- nobody else wanted to talk to were drunk and <laughs> pretty much. I that was it. <laughs> there were him and him and Max Power were the like having like the most crack with people apart from a group of drunk blokes who like beckoned Sterling over to them just because he was like sat a bit on his own looking a bit sad, so like beckoned him over and got a few selfies with him. Um, but aye, really good crack. McLaughlin sat on his own as well. Flanagan. Was he on LinkedIn? Yeah, I was. He was doing a spreadsheet. He had his laptop out. He was doing like a motivational LinkedIn. What was post. really weird though is on the plane, most of the players were like sat like together in like sort of like, I don't know, like clusters of these clusters of red tracksuits. But Flanagan got like, ended up boxed in by these like two other lads. And so he, Flanagan was sat at the window. These other two, because it was obviously just Southern supporters and then the team on the plane. So he was like boxed in, just like being talked at by oh, these two dear. lads. But it looked like it looked like all right, and they were like laughing and stuff. But across the aisle it was like McLaughlin just sat with his headphones in, eyes closed, and I just felt like Flanagan was looking over and being like, "Help, oh, help, John!" I've got sympathy for him there. I mean, when I did Cardiff last season, we got the flight from Bristol to Newcastle. I made my brother, and there was a a couple of fans behind us, and I'm talking about the game, and he just never showed up for the whole flight, and he did my head in. Do you know did, what I mean? Did so you do your brother's head in? Because that's an effort. Yeah. <laughs> so I can imagine what it was like if, if they're talking at you. This was just a conversation I couldn't help over here. And I was sick by the end of the plane. I, so. I sat next to Steve Harmson on the flight once. We had zero crack. So Did you try and... No, no. Well, it, and, and I thought I was like, I'm not going to be sitting next to him because I had um, paid for like, extra legroom seats. and I was Steve like, Harmson, former England cricket well, player. Ashes winner. Yeah. But just yeah, we've got American listeners and yeah, stuff yeah, going now, yeah. so he's know, a mag some, though. Some context, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so he, he was on. I thought I know I'm going to end up in the same row as him. So he got on, and he was like, "Oh yeah." He was like, "Do you want to sit in the window?" I was like, "No, no." So you can sit where you want. You on the ashes, mate? Like joking. He didn't even like go <laughs> or anything. He just like sat down <laughs> and then like he had his head down in the seat, and he was just eating like sweets, like coughing, and it was like. <laughs> It was a bit odd. He was just like, he looked like he was having like a bit of a sort of like a personal crisis. And then he got this... <laughs> t- stop being a good fly no, or something. maybe. 
And then he got, but then he got like a team sheet out, and he was like picking his team for Ashington. Oh, because he was so he was a manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was more, a manager. Of more Ashington. context for listeners who don't know: this is a, yeah, a former yeah. England international oh, cricket player yeah. who then took over a local football team. Well, he could in have the played football. Apparently, he had a choice between cricket and football and picked cricket. One thing, like I the want, Nevilles. One thing I want to mention before I forget as well is that Oz Turk and Roy were playing backgammon together in the airport, like whipped out like a full like board and everything, That's amazing. like. My dad used to play yeah. backgammon when I was a kid. Yeah. Of all Foreigners, the things, who lets them yeah. into the football? <laughs> of all the things you expect, like footballers to be doing, though, playing backgammon yeah. together. Mm. And McGee and McGee were playing. Who wants to be a millionaire? On like one of the other's phones. Can I just point out as well, though, that the the flight didn't get in until like one, and he was obviously managing the team that day, so he's picking his team on the plane. And I was thinking, like, there's professionalism. I was worried about getting back. To get because we had a home game at three, so I was like thinking, "Oh, am I going to get back in time? What if the flight had been delayed?" He'd been it's, away golfing with his mates. It's one of the things like, where oh, it's, like, match, it's, um, only, it's only Ashington. I'm sure they would have called only Ashington. Well, yeah. in, the, in the context of what we're talking about, I know. Right? But at the same time, you know, <laughs> just to finish up on the flight thing, I once sat next to Frank McAvenny on a flight down to London. Just a wee going. bit of Charlie, don't you? He, yeah, he just <laughs> slept the whole way. <laughs> bit of he was hung over a while because I actually went to watch him in a talk in about three weeks later when he was clearly off his piat so um, I don't know if that was related he was sleeping anyway we've got quite a few good questions have you ever sat next to any, anybody good on the plane apart from somebody you played in a team with <laughs> no I've never ever sleep, sat, sat next to anybody has anybody ever gotten a plane and gone oh you're lady how are you no honestly I haven't I haven't, I haven't no. never where's had the most anybody. random place you've been recognised I guess a lot of the things that when I'm at work, so I'm at work in the, the, the you know, in payments and financial stuff, and I can walk in. So this is London. Yeah, so I can be working in Canary Wharf, and I, you can either Leo, you Leo, so you just think, I wonder. I'm not familiar <laughs> with that song, eh? What's that? <laughs> Look it up. I think you'll see quite a lot on YouTube. I don't think it's that's something you'd shout in Canary Wharf, is it really? <laughs> well, they just do the the three Lee Howies, oh, right, they, they, okay, and then, okay, and then okay, leave so it at yeah. that. Yeah, that's good that because it's like if you know, you know, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah. like a secret chord between yeah, Sunderland yeah. fans. That yeah. one. Um, mates working at uh, Canary Wharf at the moment. Somebody did ask. Maybe a, that's where it's come from. <laughs> somebody did ask a question about that, but we didn't. Glenn Cardi said, yeah, yeah. "No, we'll not go there." Right? No, I did read um, it. <laughs> yeah, just just tell him yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll do a little. You may or may not hear an advert here, and then we'll look at some. We're, advert, we're adverting now. We're forty-two minutes. Are in. we really? We've got over ten minutes to go, so we'll do it. I'm just looking for. Do you want? Do you want? Go on and do. You an look for a split, now. don't you? Go on then. Probably won't even hear one. Hi, this is Kieran Brady. And you're listening to the Wise Men Say podcast. I hope you do or don't buy that product. Don't really care. I don't know. What's, you your fa- what's your favourite um, <laughs> product that gets advertised in the Wise Men Say podcast? At the moment, I like the um, how not to um, like get deported if <laughs> after Brexit. That one that comes on afterwards. Have you ever had have you heard that, that one's one, quite no, good? Yeah, it's like the government going... Log on here if you want to know what's going to happen here. I like After the Chris, Brexit, Chris Kamara, good. Papa John's pizza one. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's quite good, yeah. Although the Papa John's don't deliver near me, I've got to go and pick up, so it's a bit disappointing. A bit, have a word, Chris, <laughs> if you're listening. A couple of interesting questions. They've just come in, actually tweeted while we're recording, and uh, I've had more response from that straight away. Um, <laughs> this is close to live radio as you're ever going to get. Um, Apart from uh, live radio. And um, Jake Collinson said, would finishing second be classed as a failure? No, no, I don't think so. I think Imagine that. He's not going to the parade. That's a bit harsh. Yeah. It's yeah, a bit yeah, harsh. Yeah. I think the most important thing is just we just yeah. go up. It doesn't matter how we do it, just just go up. I know there's a way off and I don't want to get on the playoffs and stuff. But, <laughs> do I. 
the first lady was pulled out. I said that. But I think even if we were in the playoffs, we'd be fine. And the reason I'm saying that is we've played with no, we've played with this massive pressure all season. Teams are celebrating a draw at the stadium of light, like they won the FA Cup. The players are coming in, like you say, from a lot of them have just played at League One level and they're being told it's a bit different here and the fans are expecting and all that stuff. And they've played with that all season and the playoff the playoffs are a pressure situation and I just think that are we going to be toughened up with that already is what is what I think the home leg there'll be 40,000 there which hasn't always been the case because when McCarthy was manager we didn't get anywhere near that throw playoff game against yeah. Crystal Palace but the fans are buying into what's happening at the moment could be totally jinxing myself here or whatever I hope we don't, don't even go don't, down the don't get into it I'm just saying forget it just flag that in case that happens forget it Barnsley and Luton dropping points this weekend. It's back on. Luton didn't look good at all. I mean, I know, like, law of averages. Well, They've got to have a good the game when they're winning every week. But That penalty decision, absolutely unbelievable. Have you, did you see I that? I've seen it, no. Yeah. I mean, it's an, I mean if, yeah. you go and, if you haven't seen it, go and seek it out because it's the most penalty penalty you'll ever see in your life for Coventry. At one nil, and a double penalty is worth more than a penalty. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like it's unbelievable. It's just like the most unbelievable, definite penalty you'll ever see, and didn't get it. It's incredible. Okay, Ross Black. Uh, I know there's one game be- before, but for the semi-finals, so this is a checker trade. Do we think there'll be a shift uh, in mentality regarding team selection, knowing that Wembley's the next stage, or do you think because? Like, will fringe players play, basically, he's asking, or do you think because we, he'll carry on doing what he's done? Yeah, I think the last couple of games he's played a fairly strong side. Ish. It's kind Ish. of like, it's, uh, it's a mixture. It's, a mix. it's, it's not quite full strength, but it's more than a weak side, uh, isn't it? might be fine to bring Reuter in if they trouble the goalkeeper as little as they did on mm-hmm. Saturday. Because hasn't Reuter played every single checker trade game? I don't I think, think the Glock yeah. one's played. I'll tell you what, if he, so he swatched, switched the wingers, so who comes in? Gooch and Morgan. It's not the end yeah, of the world, is it? You know, Max Power comes in in the middle. Yeah. Right. He might Good. play, he might give Baldwin a run out. Yeah, and then you have the other lads in. on the bench. So yeah. Yeah. Matthews yeah. comes in, Oviedo yeah. comes in. Mm. If he does make the changes, if somebody said you start the season with Matthews at right back, Oviedo at left back, um, Baldwin's in centre back, you've got Morgan and Gooch at wide. Ozturk as well. You know, yeah, Ozturk. Yeah. And you've trade. got you know these players coming in, you'd be going, oh, yeah, that's a decent team. No, I've got I've got no worries making as we've done before make make a handful of changes, but but generally the rest of the been I've just been on the bench. But hey, I'm keeping my fingers if crossed. Get, I'm looking forward. If you get the final, what would you do in the final? Just saying because obviously well, reward the ones who oh, yeah, played more. Or? Or? No, no, you, you just you do you do what Man City and Chelsea did. You, you get there. Well, McLaughlin and comes straight back in then. Yeah, got, it's, this is professional football. You, you and then try and take McLaughlin off in the last minute. <laughs> when it's penalties. <laughs> yeah, and put Reuter on and then see if McLaughlin refuses <laughs> to come off. Yeah. You ever seen a player refuse to come off? Liv? Never, never. I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm surprised because if it was you know, my era and somebody who'd done that, they would, the, the players would have just <clears throat> kicked him up the arse to get him off. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm allowed I, to say I've, that. All the years I've watched football, I've never, ever yeah. seen that or heard I'm of it. I'm keeping my fingers crossed because that weekend's my 50th birthday. Oh, is it? Mm. So... Party time. <laughs> there might be a party on the Saturday night. Mm, yeah. Hint. Mm. Keep ears open. I don't want to jinx it. I'm actually going down to this. This, this well. jinxing thing, I don't understand jinxing. It's oh, it, here we go. We're not God. It's like whatever we say has no bearing on the outcome of anything. You'll only look stupid in that happens on a daily basis. It's just fatic conversation, Gareth. Small talk. <laughs> 
<laughs> Such a withering look that was delivered with as well. Yeah. It is. That's what it is, though. Social. I'm going to call the podcast Fatic Conversation. I don't okay. even know what Fatic means. Spelt with there, a PH, though. right. I, 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 would, I, I did guess that. <laughs> yeah, you never yeah. know. Yeah. Um, a couple more. Patrick, I kind of already touched on this, asking if Grant Ledbet is the best midfielder in the league. It's starting to look that way. I don't know. I mean, difficult to tell, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, right. Um, it's an interesting one from, let's try and pronounce this properly. Let's have a laugh here. Jesper mm-hmm. Fiaraz Ulan. It probably isn't that, but good effort. Jesper Fiaraz Ulan. It's hard to read on your screen because it's all smashed. Jesper Fiaraz Ulan, yeah. Swedish, yeah. I'm guessing. Close enough. Well, I'll tell you what, there's nobody called Jesper Fjara's Orlen, is there? So, you know what I mean? It's like, he's, we're not going to get confused between two people. <laughs> it's going to be it's it's my tweet. In, yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope he gets He'll in touch know. and lets us know. I, yeah. hope, I think the first two were if right. If you know, you it's, know. It's the Orlen, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, he's asked us to um, to see who we think the best ever Swedish player to play for Sunderland is. He's obviously Swedish. So, I asked Dan him. Dan Eriksson. Well, I asked him to list them, then he has. <laughs> He, although he forgot, oh, no, to- Stefan Schwartz. He actually for- he actually forgot Teuvenen, which somebody pointed out. Oh, and he said he feels a shame, but he was on loan. So Jan Eriksson, Stefan Schwartz, Joachim Bo- uh, Bjorklund, Tobias Hussein, Rod Prieger, oh. um, Daniel Moberg, Carlson. Seb <laughs> he deserved that scoff. Not at least Prieger scored a goal. <laughs> Seb Larsen, Yolazaro, and Benjamin Kimpiorka. Maybe oh, one Stefan Schwartz. Yeah, Schwartz. Unbelievable, Schwartz. aren't he? With with a acknowledgement towards Larson. Oh yeah, Larson's Larson's second. the most the loyalist of them. Mm. Schwartz is just ability what sheer ability. Yeah. Schwartz I mean, was something else. When you look back, the fact we just got promoted and then we signed him. Like now, if there was an equivalent player, people he'd probably cost you 30, 40 million quid. Easy, mm. easy. His quality was fantastic. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he was by by far the best best player there. I mean, you talk about again signing. You know, signings and stuff like that. The sign, obviously, Helmer didn't work out, but the sign Schwartz and Helmer at that time of a team just coming up. I mean, yeah. that was that was big, really. I mean, now there'll be people like going there. Like, why, why, why is well, it an equivalent would sort of be like Sherla going to Fulham? I know it's like not work, well, but maybe like 10 in, years ago. I, th- I think, I think players in, uh, I think it's all location based now, isn't it? With players of, of that. Well, he level. wanted to go to the moon, didn't he, Stefan? So it's really <laughs> yeah, bad, very good. Very very good. Where he was going yeah. from. I don't, I think he can go from, I think well, it was north from, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Sweden, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> is that technically north? Is up north? That's an interesting philosophical question. If somebody wants to tweet us in and tell us. If you go to the moon, are you going north? You're going off compass, aren't you? I was going to say, yeah. You're going off compass, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was at Brian Cox last week, so I should have asked him. <laughs> yeah, he would have known. That is a deep, very deep question. It is, yeah. Know. If anyone wants to tweet in and tell us if you yeah. go, if you, is it north? Mm. Um, and, you know... Well, when you land on the moon, it's the north, be, south, east, north. and west. Yeah, it's gravity, you gravity right. isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Going up off the comf- comf- So if you get in a plane, where are you going then? Because you do you have to, if you're within the same hemisphere, surely. Sorry, if you're within the same. Um, you're always moving forward when you're taking off on a plane, though. So you're going in one direction. You're going in one, but you're going up. Yeah, but you you you're moving forward while you're going up. Yeah, but are you, are you, mm. do you go straight up in a rocket? No, <laughs> never been in, in a rocket. Yes. <laughs> Think, oh, yeah, in a rocket, yeah, yeah. If anybody's listening or still tuned in, there's any if you've got any sign, ask uh, SAFC NASA, the North American Sporters <laughs> Association, the, in association with NASA. I will when I'm over there. Oh, yeah, oh, go yeah, over, of course. Yeah. 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 Yeah, can't yeah. wait. Plug, 
I bet you can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I put a word in for us. <laughs> we'll go next yeah, year. Well, I want somebody to compare the, um, <laughs> the, the, the North American uh, meet up, which looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, mine looks really good. Mm. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, definitely. You wanna, you wanna, do you want to plug that for any American listeners? Who, they've got quite a few American listeners. Yeah, who might not be aware yeah. of the organisation, first of all. No, that's... They got in touch with me last year after the the book came out and asked us if I, I, I would like to go. And obviously I, I did not was, uh, but unfortunately I was having my own family holiday at the time. But uh, yeah, the guys got back in touch and says, we'd like to have you. We're having it in Toronto this, this year. It's in the end of April. Unfortunately, it's our last home it game is, against yeah, Portsmouth, which is... No, is it the Portsmouth game? It's I the Portsmouth it was the game. game. It was, but it was moved was moved it? back, which is a little bit more difficult than it should have been, but I'm not going to turn around and turn down <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> so Who's filling in for you in, the, in Monty's bar then? Nobody, I don't think. But sometimes the last game of the season, they normally have some sort of act. We, we'll do singing. it. Yeah. We'll do it, get yeah. us in. Are you gonna we'll seek, split the fee. Are you going to seek out Josie Alador while you're there? Yeah, so the, the plan is obviously to go to meet, meet everybody, then have the AGM, and I think the next year is uh, FC Toronto are playing. So I think we're going we're gonna to go and watch the game. Well, you'd be attracted to, you'd be attracted to him as a centre-half. Naturally, you'd find you'd run into ball <laughs> over, and then the ball would run out so, of play. So, yeah, so really looking forward to seeing them and looking forward to having a, having a few beers and, and just talking football and talking Sunland. Not jealous. Do you want to plug that thing for Gary? Um, yeah, I can't remember what it is on the date or any <laughs> of the information. Um, so um, it's the Hilton Sports Club um, are having an event, I believe, um, with Charlie Methven and um, uh, Kevin Ball are doing it, um, which would be nice. Um, so if you head over, if you search on, on Twitter and Facebook for the Hilton Sports Club FC, um, you'll find all the details there. It's Saturday the 13th of April at the Clarion Hotel in Bolden. Um, all the details you need to get in touch with the people to buy the tickets are on there but I believe it's £35 a ticket or tables are 10 for 350 quid, and you get like a dinner and you know there probably is a comedian the usual stuff you know I'm waiting for the call on the comedian thing still so <laughs> if you're listening Gary right well uh, we'll probably say more on Thursday on this because the club are having a chat about it I think but just offer our condolences to Connor Brown who was Fatally attacked at the weekend, and from our neck of the woods, Lee as well, and it's right. shook the community, shook the community quite hard. This yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah, really, massive really lads sad. fan as well. Not that that should make a difference, but he went to home on away game. So I'm sure we'll hear more uh, as the week goes on. But I'm sure something might happen for that. We'll hear, we'll speak more about it on Thursday, and we'll be back. Frankly, we, we won't. Speak we won't Frankie. be. Where are we going on Frankie's Thursday? pulled his finger out. Where are we going, Stephen? Um, we're going down to speak to one of Lee's old mates. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say more? Or no, let's leave it at that. Leave it at that. No, no, right, okay. We're going to 10 King Road. <laughs> don't give a... Don't <laughs> in Ipswich. <laughs> don't give out addresses. I'm not. It's an Alan Partridge reference, oh, Steve. Probably a day to be doing so as well. <laughs> God, yeah. yeah. Bloody Alan Partridge references, right. It's on at night, isn't it? Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. Probably a day to do it. You'll have to watch it because the group will. chat tomorrow will be garbage heavy. I've seen them all. I just haven't seen them all as much as you have and know like every single reference. Right. Thanks for listening.